Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. This week at Restoration Place. This whole nation right now is infected with rebellion. I mean, and, and because we are infected with rebellion, something was needed, an antidote for rebellion was needed so that we could get back into good standing and be in the presence of God one more time. But now the antidote is not independence. The antidote is not pride. The antidote is not going to church. The antidote is forgiveness. Praise God for whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. of Restoration Christian Ministries, John Baysmore, Jr. Got me in the cheering section, baby. <laughs> I am happy to be here this morning, happy for the Spirit of Christ and all of you that are here. Uh, just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We certainly did miss you guys on last Sunday, but uh, I must say that we had a joyous time. I was really in daddy heaven because I was with my two daughters, so... There's something about a father and his daughters. I mean, I love my sons, but something about those daughters that's just special. So I had a wonderful time with them, and my grandchildren had an opportunity to see my grandson uh, graduate from high school. He's on his way to the University of South Carolina, I believe. And so I'm just excited about what God is doing. We also got an opportunity to um, go and look at the house that my daughter and her husband are buying. So it was really nice. I just had a joyous time, and we just had a lot of fun, and... I noticed that my daughter um, clowned her daddy. I looked on Instagram this morning and, and I found out that someone took a video of me sleeping in the car and now it's on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't poke the bear. <laughs> no, thank God. started. <laughs> My God, but I, I'm excited about what God is doing, and um, just we really are glad to be back here uh, once again. Um, Darlene was saying something that I told her last night, and I do mean it. The Holy Spirit is just so awesome. I mean, when you ask Him, when you sincerely have a desire to want to hear from Him and to learn from Him, He is He is just so awesome, and He just really thrilled my spirit on last night. Not so much of the information that He was given, but the fact that he got it, and you know, uh, you know, if you have a relationship with him, you know what I'm talking about. You know when he's excited to share something with you. And it just excited me to see him excited to share what he had to share. Nothing, not maybe not for you, revelational for you, but revelational for me. It just gave me a better picture 
of why certain things are important in the realm of the spirit. So I want to, you know, and I'm going to be brief. I really am because I know Hunter wants to take me out to dinner after service. So, yes, so I'm kind of excited about that. And I get to pick and choose where I go. I'm all, just probably going to spend all her money today. <laughs> but, uh, but I am excited uh, about just being here. Uh, so let's bow our heads. I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to spend some time with what the Spirit of God has given me. Father, we thank you today for being here. We thank you above all for your Son who gave his, shed His blood and gave His life and for your Holy Spirit who lives and abides with us right now. We thank you for your ministering angels who you have given us to God and protect us, who's built a hedge of protection round about us that no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. Father, we're also grateful that you've given us your word. You've given, given us your Bible, which is an introduction to who you are. And Father, we just get excited about learning about you and the things of your kingdom and the things that you've promised us and the things that you've done and the things that you've yet to do. We are grateful for everything. We are thankful. Nothing that you've done we take for granted. But we always take this opportunity to say thank you. I voluntarily now decrease, Holy Spirit, that you will increase, that your word will come forth in power under the anointing. And I do believe that people will be saved, healed, delivered, and set free from every yoke and bondage. And I thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, again, there, there are times that uh, I minister to you just uh, the things that the Spirit of God has given me. But then there are times that I minister to you out of what I've been ministered to. Uh, and it's, it's a personal thing, uh, particularly today. But I want to say this before I get started. I want you guys to really understand how important your words are. Your words are extremely important. And I, I really want you to understand that not just in church, but everywhere you go and in everything you do, your words are being recorded. We've got to understand that. Darling and I uh, were listening to uh, Kevin Zadai on yesterday. You've heard me talk about him before. He is the one that wrote, wrote about the courtrooms of heaven. And uh, I was listening to him yesterday, and I was so stirred by it that um, I cooked breakfast for Darling yesterday morning, yesterday morning so... When I got her up to come in there to eat, I said, I want you while you eat, and I really want you to listen to this, you know. And she was so blessed by it, and I knew she would be, because there are times that you need to be aware of what's really happening around you. You know, we, we, don't, we don't really understand sometimes that there is a real spiritual realm that is operational every single moment of every single day happening around us. And uh, it reminded me of something I already knew, but I needed to be reminded that God is in control of everything that is happening on this earth. He has his angels here. He has his special forces here. And he has special forces. They're here. They're on assignment. There are angels that are here that look like angels. And then there are angels that are here that look like us. But they are all on assignment. Everything that is happening in your life, God knows about it. There is nothing that catches him by surprise. And I was really stirred when I listened to, um, listened to the video on yesterday because it talked about uh, an assignment that God had given him to go to um, D.C. and to go to not so much to go inside of the Pentagon, but to go to the hotel that was right, I guess, in close proximity of the Pentagon. And when he got there... I, I just remember this so clearly because I had to laugh because I said, God is always setting us up. The room that he got on the hotel was 777. So he knew right away then, okay, you know, something is about to happen here. So he went on to tell the story how 
uh, these six men knocked on his door, came to his door, but they looked like us. Regular conversation, but clearly they were angels. And they started talking about uh, the things that are going on, you know, in D.C. And, and how he talked about how the politicians really believed that they're in control of what's going on. But he started really talking about it, made Kevin um, feel more comfortable to understand that the things that are happening in this earthly realm, God is in control. He's a, he knew that Trump would be president. You, everything that is happening, God is clearly aware of it. So, and it really made me kind of, kind of step back and think because sometimes when you're watching the news and you're watching the things that are being said and the things that are being done, you can get a little disheartened because you start you, you start wondering, well, what in the world is this world coming to? It's coming to exactly what God has ordained for it to come to. That being said, uh, on um, yesterday I was at the gym and. I was working out and this, a word just came into my spirit, you know, something that Darlene and I had, I think we had watched the movie and it, the movie was based on, the bottom line was it was based on forgiveness and how we can sometimes carry things inside of us and we're not, sometimes we think we have forgiven and we actually have not, we have actually nodded our heads and say that we have forgiven. But we actually had not. And I asked the Spirit of God yesterday when I was in the gym, I said, well, why is forgiveness so important? It's kind of a strange conversation to be having while you're at the gym, but I did. I mean, I, in between sets, I was just sitting there just kind of waiting to hear. I didn't hear anything at the gym, so I just figured, well, maybe he's telling me none of your business. I mean, you know it's important to forgive, so you don't know, need to know the reasons why. But when I got home, he stopped flooding me with just... I mean, and I, you know, I asked him, can you just stop for a moment? I mean, and you can actually say, it's okay to say that. Because I wanted to get up to go to my desk, because I wanted to write some of the things down that he was saying, because I really did not want to forget those. But he wasn't ministering to me as, as much as he was talking to me. So this is what I want you to do, because I want to share with you what he shared with me, and then I'm going to let it go, and then I'm going to let him minister to you, just like he ministered to me, because if I try to make you get it today, you know, it's, it's not going to come across right. So I'm going to give you the scriptures, then I want you to read them yourselves. But I want you to leave, if there's anything that I want you to leave here uh, knowing today, and it's, that is... God places a special importance on forgiveness. It's important to know why forgiveness is even necessary. And I'm going to talk about this on next week as well. But I wanted to lay some foundation because you hear a lot, particularly in the social media, we hear a lot. There's a lot that's being said. There's a lot of people that say a lot of things that may be motivational or things they learned in the seminar, but they may not particularly uh, be word-based. So the things that I share with you, I think it's important to know uh, what the Word of God says about a particular subject. There's a lot of people talking about relationships. So what does the Word of God say about it? They talk about love. What does the Word of God say about it? I'm not interested in opinions about how somebody feels about something because that's not going to get me any place. I want to know what does the Word of God say about a particular subject? So now, forgiveness is important because there is a, there is a foundation. Something happened in the realm of the Spirit that caused forgiveness to be manifested. So we need to look at the root of it. But before I do, I want you to leave your understanding that God is in control. So now, just to uh, make you feel better about things, 
Uh, let's look at the book of Colossians. I want you to go two places. I want you to go three places, actually. I want you to go to Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 16 and 17. Then I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 14, uh, verses 12 through 14. And then we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 through 15. So now you've often heard me say, a word is not a great word unless there are examples that you yourselves can relate to. Because see, to me the word comes alive when I, there's something there that I can relate to. If, if I'm hearing a bunch of theological information, then I mean, I know you might be telling the truth, but it's not going to have the impact on me like it would if you can give me something along with your theology that makes that thing come alive to me. And there, there are certain things in the Bible that they said that, you know, you don't need a theological explanation because it's clear. And I'm going to read this. For by him is talking about Christ. Were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. So now it tells you that there is a visible realm and there is an invisible realm. But now Christ created all of it. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things by him all things exist. So now, that, that is where we need to start. We need to understand that Christ is the reason that all things exist. Now, I know it's difficult for you to understand trade the, the spirit realm because you can't see it. If these are things invisible. You cannot see them. You can't literally physically touch them, but they're there. Everything that exists here existed there first. Now, that you've got to really get that premise. And I'm going to, I know we're talking about forgiveness, but I really need to lay this foundationally because whatever happens here, there is, Corbin, a reason that it happened here on this earth. If something happens here, Cheryl, it's because something has already happened in the realm that we know is around us, but we can't see it. So now the Bible tells us that the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. So now, it didn't mean that he was slain here on earth, but in the realm of the Spirit, something happened there before something happens here. So now, that's where you got to get. There will always be something that happens in the other realm before it happens in this realm. Now, let's look at Isaiah chapter 14. Because now, when I think about the reason or reasons for that forgiveness is necessary, it does make you ask yourself the question, well, what happened? I mean, who, who started this? I mean, why is, why is this even necessary? So let me see if I can, I think I did bookmark, I did. Okay, so now, Isaiah 14. Now let's talk about why is forgiveness necessary? Because that seemingly, that is the one issue that most believers have the biggest struggle with. We, we, we act like we have forgiven, and we understand it intellectually, but I think uh, as far as the application of forgiveness, I think most of the time we are just not there yet. But why is it even necessary? How did forgiveness, the, the idea, the term, you know, why was that even necessary to come about? So now to understand that, you've got to really leave this realm. 
and you got to go into the other realm, the realm of the spirit, to see what happened there. Because as I said before, Cheryl, if something happens here, that means in the realm of the spirit, it happened there first. So now let's look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. And it reads this, How up thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How up there, I'm sorry, how art thou cut down to the ground, which did it weaken the nations? For thou hast said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will, I will, I will be like the most high. So now I want you to get this. So, But before I start um, getting more into the explanation of it, let's go into Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 28. And let me read this a couple of verses there. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord God, Thou sealed up the sum full of wisdom, and perfect in wisdom. Thou hast been and eaten the garden of God, and every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tigris, and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. So now let's take a moment and think about what I've just read. Now I said previously, something has to happen in the realm of the spirit tree before it happens here. Because that ram came first. So now, if anything happens here, Jesus himself said, Father, as it is in heaven, what? Let it be here on earth. So now, if something happens in another ram, there's always a consequence of that. If you were to put, and I wrote this down because I, I didn't know, I couldn't remember this, but blue and yellow will produce green. Right, Cheryl? I know that you're a teacher. Red and yellow will produce orange. Red and green will produce yellow. So now, when you put two things together, something different is going to come out of it. Now, you start with two separate things. But now, these two things can be good things, or they can be things that's not so good. But when you put these things together, when a man and a woman comes together, the, the product of that man and woman is a child. Now, they may act somewhat like you. They may look better than you, Trey. They, they, may have, <laughs> they may have some of your qualities, but here's the thing. They're not you. They are a product of you and Nikki. Now, they, they have their own personalities, but they only came about because you put two different things together and it produced something totally different. And you, you, really, you really need to get that because we are putting things together sometimes that don't belong together. And the result that we're getting, we're not satisfied with it. And then we wonder, well, what is happening in my life? Be careful. 
alpha of the things that you are joining together. So now, look at what happened here. There is nothing in and of itself wrong with pride. Pride, pride is only bad when bad things come from that. There is nothing uh, wrong just by itself with independence. But now, when you put independence and pride together, this is what happened to Lucifer. He was quite known in heaven. He was very well admired. I mean, he walked in the stones of God, which is really the heart of God. So that means he had access to the very heart of God. But now, uh, the Bible says that something was found in him. And when you put those two things together, that was found in him, it produced something else. When you put pride and independence together. So what is pride? Pride is being self-absorbed. That means everything is about you. You know, you ever talk to people and you start trying to explain to them, Cheryl, something that's going on in your life, and they're not listening, listening, what they're really doing, Cheryl, they're waiting for you to shut up so they can tell you what's wrong with them. They are so self-absorbed in what's going on with them that they have absolutely no interest in the things that's going on around them. And see, that's what the problem is. When you lose sight of what's going on around you, you become so self-absorbed in your own stuff that you get to a place that you really don't care about anybody else but yourself. And this is what happened to him. Independence. That means um, you have no need of guidance. You, you've gotten to the place now where you are so self-absorbed. You're so full of yourself that you feel as though, well, you know what? I, I pretty much, I got it all. I don't need any direction. Uh, I don't need God. This is what's happening in the world right now. People have become so self-absorbed. They've become so independent of God that now uh, they, they feel like they don't have to depend on anybody but themselves. And when you get pride and independence in that nature, what it produces is rebellion. And this is what happened to him. Pride, I don't even know if this thing is working. It is. Let me show you something. If you got you got pride over here, and over here you got independence. You can't. Let me just abbreviate that. Up here you got rebellion. I know you can't see it, but anyway, here's what happens. The product of being prideful, the product of being independent, is rebellion, because then. You feel like Corbett, but you don't need anyone else that you can make it on your own. And we've gotten to a place now where the key word is tolerance. What is tolerance? Tolerance, tolerance is basically pride and independence joining themselves together. And you begin to rebel against the very things that God said is right. Because don't you know, how many of y'all know we're in a society right now where the things that used to be wrong are right and the things that used to be right are not even tolerated anymore? Yeah. There was a time, and I know some of it has to do with the way that men and women of God had carried themselves, but there was a time that there was even a level of respect for people that, was, that were ministers or pastors or preachers or evangelists. There was a level of respect. But now, because of pride and independence, we have gotten in such a state of rebellion that we don't even want to hear anything religious. And not even, let me not say religious because we want to hear everything religious but we don't want to hear anything spiritual we, 
We do. We are a religious. Now we're not a godly country. We're not. If we were at one time, is up for debate. But we are not a godly country. We are very religious. Re religion is basically duties. It's something that you do. So now we even equate being a Christian with going to church. Now we do. Th this is where we are now. But now, now we're getting to the point where people are saying, because we are so spread with television and the social media, that we feel as though we don't even need to go to church anymore. That is a spirit of rebellion. We have gotten to the place where we are so independent. Now, we don't even want... There was a time when I was growing up, and Trey nigga, y'all may not know anything about this because y'all are too young. But there was a time where you didn't, you didn't stay in the house to play. You, you didn't, do y'all remember that? You, you used to go, you weren't allowed to stay in the house. But now, you know, I look at, I'm looking at um, Josiah back there right now. He has this little game board in his hand, and this is what they do. Now, you tell them to go outside and play, and they'll look at you like, what? <laughs> I mean, what, what are we going to play? They get outside and they stand there and they just look. But y'all don't know nothing about marbles, Corbin. You, you too young for that. You know, we used to play marbles, Trey. You know, we had a little bag of marbles, and we get them, we draw the line. Yeah, you know, draw the circle, there you go. And then we throw the marbles to the line, and whoever got closest to the line, they got to go first. Now, the whole idea about marbles was you put the marbles in a circle, there you go, and you had your little bolo, and you try to use those marbles to knock the, the marbles out of the circle because every marble that was knocked out of the circle belonged to you. But no, not now. We got game, video games now. You get in a circle, you get your head blown off. It ain't nothing funny anymore. But but I'm saying we have gotten to this place of rebellion right now. And rebellion is actually a disease. It's, it's a disease. This whole nation right now is infected with rebellion. I mean, and, and because we are infected with rebellion, something was needed, an antidote for rebellion was needed so that we could get back into good standing and be in the presence of God one more time. But now the antidote is not independence. The antidote is not pride. The antidote is not going to church. The antidote is forgiveness. And that only comes through the blood of Jesus. But this is what the world don't want to hear. Forgiveness was a result. And I, I made sure that I put this down because I didn't want to forget it. Because I was just so thorough with the Holy Ghost. I mean, sometimes he just thrills my heart. But now this vaccine of forgiveness that was given to the world was a result of the very nature of God. God by nature is a God of justice. God is also, how many of y'all know and experience that God is a God of mercy? <laughs> He's a God of justice, but he is also a God of mercy. And the very idea that rebellion came on this place caused justice and mercy to be separated. And then when they were separated, it produced forgiveness. Forgiveness is the thing that will bring, that it's really the antidote, Corbett, to rebellion. It is the only thing that will bring you back into oneness with God. You know, let's talk about Eden. Now, most of the times, when you mess up, when you do something that you know you had no business doing, you, you want to get Trey a co-conspirator. Because nobody likes to be in trouble, but well, maybe you do, because I know your personality. But most of us, Trey, we don't want to be 
This is because I got to wear these speakers. We don't want to be in trouble by ourselves, but we want to get other people involved. Now, I can't imagine, you know, how God felt, and it happened at one time, but I promise you, it would never happen again. Imagine all of the things that God had done for Lucifer, all of the authority that he gave him, but yet he turned on God. In the realm of the spirit, he turned on, he was in the place that everybody wants to go to. But he turned on God. And God kicked him out. Never to allow rebellion in that place again. See, this is the reason why every, somebody asked me one time, well, pastor, why can't everybody go to heaven? For that very reason. God cannot allow his holy place to be tainted again by rebellion. And if we are not, if we do not receive that forgiveness vaccine, we do not qualify to go to heaven. And I tell people, you need to be vaccinated. Right now, on my arm, I'm serious, right now on my arm, there, there is a scar that is there. Now this is from the first grade, Nikki. They gave me this shot, and they, here's what they said. They said, now, when they vaccinated me, they said, now, don't pick it. Because if you do, you're going to leave a big scar. No, you know, John can't listen to that. Don't pick it. I, man, I picked the mess out of it. But right now, there's a, a little mark on my shoulder that's like this big. But though it left a scar, it's still evidence that I received the vaccine so that I wouldn't get that disease. And the only way, Corbin, you can be vaccinated against rebellion is by the vaccine of forgiveness. And it only happens, Cheryl, because of the blood of Jesus. What can wash away your sins? What? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make you whole, not just whole, but whole again? The blood of Jesus. So now forgiveness in and of itself. Listen, this is what happened. The moment that rebellion took place, two things happened. Justice was crying for blood because of its nature. There's a side of God that demands justice. It can't. And listen, don't you know that the enemy knows this? He knows that if you don't repent, I don't care what it is that you do, if you repent from your heart, God is going to forgive you. So now, his job was to get rebellion out of the realm of the spirit into this realm where we live. That was his whole goal in the, in the uh, book of Genesis, in the Garden of Eden. When he found out what God was doing, he immediately showed up. And the very, I mean, let me read it to you. I, 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 wanna, I just want to, you, you got to see this. Because you've got to know this is what you're up against. The enemy doesn't care anything about you, your emotions. He doesn't care anything about that. He doesn't care anything about your feelings. He doesn't care. He doesn't care anything about your intellect because you're not smarter than him and never will you be. What he really cares about is your will. Your ability to say yes or no. Will you, when you are tempted by the enemy, will you allow yourself to be, you know, contaminated with this disease of rebellion or will you accept the vaccination of forgiveness? And it started right here. He immediately came to the woman. And offered her some. He, what he really offered her had nothing to do with a piece of fruit. Had nothing. Trey, you know this. It had nothing to do with fruit. This thing is all about worship. 
Because eating that fruit was a sign that no longer were they worshiping and trusting God. Now they got on his team and now they worshiped him. And the first thing that Eve did was she took it to her husband. And so that brought rebellion on this earth. So now if rebellion is on the earth, there is a need for vaccination so that we can now walk in forgiveness. But here's the problem. People really believe they can do what they want to do. They can say what they want to say. And people say, well, you know, um, I, I'm a Christian because I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yeah, give me, so tell me about it. Well, you know, I confess with my mouth. I, I heard the word and I believed it and I confess. But what I want to know is, Nikki, did something happen inside of your heart? Yes. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Talking about forgiveness, I don't care what you say. If something hasn't changed in your heart, I don't care what you say out of your mouth. It makes no difference. Yes. And sure, you can tell if somebody has forgiven you. I, you know, I, I can't even imagine... Dolly ain't getting mad with me. Come dinner time, she's not going to not feed me, Grandma. But what she's going to do, she's going to make the food show, but she know how I like to have it. She know what it tastes like, but I like it like, you know, for it to taste like. So she's just going to leave some of those ingredients out. It's going to be a little dry because I want to send a message to you. I want you to know I'm just not happy with you. So some of the things that I know you like inside your sweet potato pie, I'm just going to leave it. You know, I'm not going to put no nutmeg in it. You're going to be like, you, you know something is wrong. You know, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you that I forgive you, but because my heart has not changed, it makes my, my hands do stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing. How many of y'all, I can't even use that example, it's a little too gross. I was going to use the example of the help. Do y'all, how many of y'all saw that movie? Did y'all see that movie? Okay, so y'all know what happened in the movie, right? But this is what unforgiveness does. This is why there's such a premium place on forgiveness. Because rebellion will taint the whole world. So now, God knew, and so did the enemy. If I can get rebellion into this realm, all of God's plans will be null and void. So now what did he do? He got Adam and Eve to rebel against God. But now, once rebellion, see, rebellion, what rebellion really did, here, it activated forgiveness. It activated forgiveness. So now forgiveness was already in the spirit realm, but the moment that Adam and Eve sinned, forgiveness was activated. That means we had access to it. But now it just wasn't given to anybody. Now it was here on earth now, but now forgiveness only comes if something happens on the inside. You know, I, I can't imagine, and, and I'm not saying this because it happened, because I got to tell y'all, y'all know if there's anybody with that attitude in my house, it's me. You, you, well, I'm just being, I'm keeping it 100. It's definitely not Darlene. One of the nicest people, I'm telling you, that I've ever met. I mean, for real, just nice. But imagine if she wasn't. She's already tall. <laughs> Look at me eyeball to eyeball. And just imagine. You know, I say something that she don't really like. And you know, it's one thing, even if the food tastes great, I don't even want it if you got a slamming on the table. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just don't taste the same. It's, it, I mean, for, it just, it's 
just not the same because you're, you're doing it with an attitude and I don't care if it's better than it always was, it's just nasty. <laughs> Let me stop playing. But I, but I said that to say this. Even if your heart has not changed, it's like giving God your best with an attitude. That's exactly, I mean it's like you're presenting your praise to God but you don't want to do it because he didn't give you what he promised. So I'm going to lift my hands in adoration. I'm going to say all of the right things but inside of my heart I don't mean it because you didn't do what you said. You made me look bad in front of my family and friends. You promised me something. You got me out here saying stuff, you know, and you're not, you don't have my back. So now, when you go to church, you know, you still love God, but you can't quite get those hands up like you normally do because your heart is just not right. You have not allowed the vaccination of forgiveness to take effect. As a matter of fact, you refuse to even get... You don't even want to be identified with it. Yeah, I'll say I'm sorry. I'll say it. But what does it mean to me? It's sort of like somebody... Your kids ever do something, and then they look at you and they say, Sorry. I mean, you just want to... You just want to punch them right in their face. So obviously it must have happened to some of y'all. But it's the same thing with God. We say things... Jesus said it best. With your mouth you serve me, but your hearts are far from me. You have not allowed the vaccination of forgiveness to take effect in your bloodstream. And listen, the only thing that can wash away that sin is the blood of Jesus. And forgiveness, y'all, it gets in your blood. And when something gets in your blood, it makes you different. I don't care what nobody says. Your worship is different. Your praise is different. Your attitude when you're on your job is different. We, Darlene said something this morning that I just wanted to jump up and down in my chair and just wave, wave a handkerchief because it's so true. You cannot allow the enemy to get you to say stuff that's out of line with God, what God has already said about you. If God says, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. It does not matter how you feel. I mean, we all suffer emotional uh, identity theft. We all do. We all do. I mean, we know how we are, but emotionally sometimes we are so barren that we don't even know who we are anymore. We all, we all go, how many of y'all have been through that besides me? We, we all go through that. We, we really suffer with emotional identi- identity theft. We don't know who we are anymore. But yet at the same time, we've got to know that what God said is going to happen. Yeah. That means when, to show me that you believe something, though you don't see it happening, you've got to keep rejoicing. Yeah. You've got to keep praising. You've got to keep giving God thanks. And listen, what God did, the reason that we know that God forgave Adam and Eve this is going to shock some of y'all. This is when I told the Holy Spirit, that's good, Holy Ghost. It's when he kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. That was not a sign of punishment. That was a sign of protection. Because had he allowed them to stay there with that tree there, and eaten off of that tree of life in their sinful condition, they would have never been able to be changed. He put those angels there to guard, not to guard the tree, but to guard them. Keep them away from eating off of that tree of life again in their sinful condition. That was not punishment. That was the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God in action. The moment that God forgave them, the moment that he, he 
provided clothing for them. God was saying, I forgive you. Now, I wonder right now, how many of you are walking in forgiveness? How many of you have really let it go? I know you're saying you. I know you say you say all of the right things. Yeah, you're real smart. You're a smart woman of God. You're a smart man of God. But how many of you have really been vaccinated with forgiveness? How many of you have allowed this serum to get inside of your blood, so that when you look at that person, you're not feeling some kind of way? This is what it takes. You've got to allow forgiveness to work in your spirit. So now I want to end here. Sometimes God has to move you out of your own way. God has to literally move you out of your own way. Because we get in our own way sometimes. God is trying to take something out of our lives, y'all, and we're trying to put it back in there. And God has to literally move us out of that situation yeah. to get us out of our own way so that he can bless us. But you, we are yet trying to go back. We are trying to dig up the past. We are trying to bring those old things back in our life. You know, some of y'all don't even trust God with your children. Me and Cheryl was talking about that before. You don't even trust God with your children. You know, but I can tell you this. When you trust God with everything that you have, and you allow forgiveness to work, and stand up, you allow forgiveness to work in your spirit, then everything that God said, He's going to do it. But you've got to know, rebellion does not come from God. It's a result of mixing pride and independence together. For those of you that feel as though you can make it without God, you have been effectively deceived by the enemy. The process of deception has taken its full course. And everything that you've set out to do is not going to work. Because you have not allowed the vaccine of forgiveness to work in your hearts. Some of you are still carrying things against other people. You still haven't forgiven them. You come to church, you sing praise and worship songs, but you have allowed unforgiveness. And this is a spirit. And it lingers over your heart, not over your mind. It lingers over your heart. You get to a place where there's nothing that can make you happy. I don't care what it is that you do, how many things God does for you, you just seem to never be happy. It's because you're carrying that seed of rebellion inside of your spirit. And sooner or later, if you want to get to that place where God wants you to be, folks, you're going to have to let it go. I mean, I don't know how to say you just got to let it go. All of this emotional trials and tribulations that you're taking yourself through because of past experiences, you got to let it go. I remember... This morning when I was coming in, Trey kind of caught me off guard. He said, Man, put that down, put that down. And then he said, he just, he embraced me. And he said, I had no idea that you had gone through those things. But here's the thing. I'm better for it because I allowed the vaccine to work. Because there was a lot of unforgiveness, believe me when I tell you, quite a bit. I mean, there were things I was carrying in my heart against my family against my friends just so many people and I could never seem to heal it seemed like just when that wound was about to heal something would scratch it and then it would start bleeding all over again and that's what many of us are going through right now there's still a scab there because you've not allowed it to heal and every time something happens that you thought you had let go it picks that scab again and starts bleeding all over again and it seems like you're in this vicious cycle 
But you're in this cycle because you have not allowed the vaccine of forgiveness. That's the only antidote to rebellion. You've got to allow that to work inside of your heart. And when you do, you will see a changed person. The, thing, the way that you react to things will be different. I mean, I'm, I'm so much different than I used to be. And I was a mess going somewhere to happen. That's the honest truth. I was just, it, it got to the point where I couldn't even go to church. You know, I, t I told people that asked me, and they said, well, why aren't you pastoring anymore? I didn't want to hear nothing about the Holy Ghost, Casper the Ghost, no kind of ghost. I didn't want to hear nothing. This is the honest truth. I had had enough. I was done. Because I, I, I allowed pride and independence to get into my mind and my heart. And I started justifying me feeling that way because of what I was doing for Jan. And I said, I did all of this, and this is what I get in return. And God had to show me, until you let that stuff go, until you allow this vaccine that you've taken to get in your bloodstream, you'll never be the same again. And it's amazing because you think you can never love again. And as soon as that vaccine kicks in, somebody shows up in your life that you never thought that you would have any type of relationship or intimacy with. And, and I'm saying to you today, allow this vaccine of forgiveness to work in your hearts. You know, don't just say that you've forgiven. You've got to forgive. It will show in the way you make decisions. It will show. I'm telling you. I had this conversation with my son just last week. When you really have let stuff go, it shows in your behavior. There, there's a way that you act that is different. Even people, Corbett, would notice that. They would notice that things that used to bother you, that if they were to say something before you would have went out of you would have went out of control. But now it seems to be different. That's because that vaccine of forgiveness is really working in your heart. Isn't it amazing that the first thing that Jesus did when he got on the cross was to forgive? First thing he said on the cross, think about it. So many things he could have said. First thing he said, Father, forgive them. Because they just don't know what they're doing. And if Jesus could do it on the cross, how much more should we do it? Living free and independent. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the abundance of your spirit, for the presence of your ministering angels. Father, we believe everything that you've said in your words. Every word that you've spoken, we believe that it shall come to pass. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that if there is any order inside of our spirits, cleanse us. Vaccinate us with the vaccine of forgiveness that we can be the vessels of honor sanctified and fit to be used by you. We all are on assignment here on this earth from heaven. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we fulfill the mission that you have given us. That when we stand before you, you can say to us, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Are you in need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645. And the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. Don't forget to press 
1-800-565-7600-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. First and foremost, let me say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Tonight, I want to talk to you out of a scripture uh, that was on my mind for some reason. Every time I woke up uh, last night, the scripture was just on my mind. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Um, this race that we run uh, has has been um, completed or has has also been run by those who have come before us. Paul in the previous chapter, uh, chapter 11, is what we call the Hall of Faith, where we find um, him giving examples such as uh, Abraham. And uh, he gives the example of Samson. Um, and he gives uh, the example of Moses, the faith of Moses uh, and so many other patriarchs that have gone out before us and who have set standards for us to live up to. And yes, these men did have uh, faulties and sins in their life. And it's almost as if he does this on purpose. He, he shows us that despite the sin being there, there is faith that surpasses the sin, which uh, thus gives us this sense of God's grace that as long as we believe God, that he will provide a way for us to um, overcome the sin and he will provide a way for us to enter in because we believe him. We receive victory. We receive grace from God. And so that being said, we must continue to press forward. We must continue to lay aside these sins. God's grace through Christ Jesus has provided uh, the the necessary sacrifice that we need to get to to get to God. So we are able to, to receive salvation and redemption uh, through Christ Jesus. However, there are things that we must do. We must just because we are given grace doesn't mean that we have uh, this free will to go out and do whatever we want and be participants in sin, so to speak. Paul says, God forbid, even though grace abounds the more when we sin, but God forbid that we go out and just blatantly live a life of sin. That's not what we are to do. We are to live in accordance with the commandments of God. The commandments set forth by Jesus Christ. If you look at Exodus chapter 20, where Moses comes back with the Ten Commandments, and then you go to Matthew, uh, I believe it's chapter five, and you look at the Beatitudes, uh, everything that is in the Ten Commandments is still in the Beatitudes. Uh, let me let me find it so that way uh, we can take a, a closer in-depth look at it. Yeah, so it's it's Matthew chapter five and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain again there's the mountain and he was seated his disciples came to him then he opened his mouth and taught them saying blessed are the poor in spirit i'm skipping here blessed are those who mourn blessed are the meek blessed are those who hunger and thirst blessed are the merciful blessed are the poor in in heart or the pure in heart sorry blessed are the peacemakers blessed are those who are persecuted for my, for righteousness sake blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. 
right? So there are nine things there. So outside of uh, keeping the Sabbath, you will see parallels between those nine things and the Ten Commandments that were given on Sinai. And so uh, here we have this, 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 so to speak, uh, commandments of Christ that were taken to a higher level. And you have to understand what he's saying here is you're blessed. It's not that you can keep these laws or commandments. Christ fulfilled them. So you are blessed when you when you walk in him. This is why there is blessing and and reaping in these in these in within these passages and so it's blessed for theirs is the kingdom blessed for their for they shall inherit the earth blessed for they shall obtain mercy blessed for they shall see god blessed for they shall be called the sons of god and so when you walk in christ you are blessed you are already blessed and so set aside these these weights that so easily beset us that so that so much throw us off course that we can't come to God with a clear conscience or have the devil saying see last week or last night or last month you did a b and c so God ain't gonna hear you no some things some things granted you know we we do and we mess up but some things some things we do on purpose and God says set that aside just come to me and I'll take care of you God bless you I pray that this has touched you and blessed you in some way. Happy Father's Day again to the fathers and uh, hope to talk soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin'. Like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat. Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.